with lifestyle entrepreneurs, Josh Williams and Justin Knoll. Each week we will be bringing you inspiring people or messages to help you win in every aspect of life. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing today? What's up, guys? How are you? What's going on? Good, you know, another day. Hey, I know I put on there 8.30, and that's my bad. Um, it's now, like, I don't know, what, I don't, where are we at? It's one fifty-eight. <laughs> 1.58. You know, sometimes in Josh Williams' life, mm-hmm. this is how things go. Um, we're six hours, five hours late, whatever, but uh, don't worry about that, because today we're going to blow this up. We got Damian Brown on here with us. Super excited to what have up, you on. Up, Thanks for up, coming out. Appreciate you, you, man. Appreciate you. Um, so those that, you know, it's crazy small world. We yeah, get in here today, super find small. out Justin and Damian at one point played on the same freaking football team. Same A-town, football baby. team. A-town. A-Town's finest. Centaurs. That's it. The Centaur Nation. That's it. Orange and blue. Orange and blue. Yeah, we thought we were the Broncos, too, yes. didn't we? <laughs> yes, that was the closest thing to the Broncos Little League. When I hear Centaur, had. all I can think of is Role Models, the movie, and the dude rolls up in that freaking, you know, big old freaking beast truck. That's what I see you guys playing centaurs. right now. Centaurs. Right. For those young people who don't know what a centaur is, look that up. Yes. Uh-huh. Human slash us. horse. There we it were, is. We were amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's all there is to it. That's right. Uh, Aurora, to the fullest, like, this is this is who we are. Yeah. So. A-town. You all right over there? I know you're you know, scared. Aurora's in the house. I started scooting over town. a little bit as soon as I heard it. It's okay, though. Uh, you know, <laughs> Hide your um, wallet. You know right. how we roll up there in Westminster. <laughs> right. uh, yes. yes, we do. Uh, but uh, so, well, hey, man, so happy. I mean, I met Damien. It's probably been what, like, almost 10 years now, probably, right? We Maybe go way more. Back. We go way ah, back. That's, that's probably closer to 15. I mean, yeah. it's, it's crazy. It's one of those people, when I first met him the first time, I was like, okay. I can hang out with real D. deal, yeah. right? Like this dude's super cool. We can chill. Then we end up going to the same training, hanging out mm-hmm. together, eating some Chinese food together. Yeah, I mean, I remember the whole trip, man. Waking up in the morning, pulling the curtains back, you couldn't see anything because you had the, <laughs> the the whatever the morning sea layer coming yeah. in, you yeah. know, from our training in Cali. But that is where it all started, and then we just became this friendship. And then I got to learn more and more about Damien as as we grew, you know, as, as friends and the things we do and realize how many amazing things you have done, and then also how many things you've overcome throughout your life. And that is super exciting for us to have you on here to be able to talk about that today, because that, that's, that's the you know, encompass of what we like to talk about within this uh, podcast is where people are at, where they're going, right. how can you get better, you know, those types of things. So, man, awesome. thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, no problem. pretty excited. So... One thing that always intrigues me, so you were an athlete. Yes. Played at a high level. Mm-hmm. We were talking before we came on. Uh, I remember in high school, I was out of high school. You were still, it was your senior year, mm-hmm. and you played against my stepbrother's team in the state championship game. Yeah. Put and those names out, the Eagle Crest yeah. versus Hinkley. Eagle Crest versus Hinkley. <laughs> Wait a second, Hinkley had a football team? Yeah, Hinkley man. High school. We played against Hinkley High School. <laughs> okay. You know. Shout out to Hinkley, too. We had some, 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 some good friends from there, so yep. shout yep. out to Hinkley. Yes, that was us. It's, that was awesome. You there, know? Were some, there were some athletes in Aurora, and um, I think that was kind of the peak time. Of course, it's, it was our time, right, when we were in high school. We always look back like that was the best yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it was kind of this pinnacle of so many great athletes at that time. But I remember specifically, man, this is no joke, was the thing to go watch that state championship game was to go watch you play. 
right? You were the best running back around. You were the best, certainly in the city, probably the state, if not, you know. I, and I'll, I'll take all that. I yeah. love it. I'll eat it up. <laughs> I'll eat it up. But I'm going to throw some names just so that I can yeah. give some shots out. There was still Mike Jennings was over at Overland. You had uh, Teacher's Nun from Sierra. You had Terrell uh, Cameron, who was one of my teammates, who I played with. Um, there were a number. Uh, we were talking about Corey Michital from yeah. Hinkley during that game. Um, shout out to all of those guys because – um, although, you know, yeah, we all, we're, we're competitors, so we want to say that we're all the best. But, um, you know, there were a number of great athletes that came out at that time, uh, great running backs, um, you know, from all over. Um, I'm trying to think. There was a McDougal from um, A West, West. West, man. Yes. So we can't, we can't forget any of those guys. Um, those are, uh, you know, uh, some very good running backs also that came out of that. So time. what was surprising to me, because I was in high school, I played baseball. I, I tried to play baseball, right? And, and Josh did too. And we <coughs> were good. We were decent. But there was always that next level of ball player, right? I played with Roy Holiday for a while. Mm. And that, that's another yeah. level of athlete. Different, yeah. But what was it even in high school and literally, because we played literally right. football together, what was it back then that drove you? Was there something that you just knew this is what you were going to do? Man, um, Great question. For me, it was just, it was really, I had an older cousin who, uh, my cousin Donovan, who used to, I used to go watch him play when I was younger. And he played every sport and was good at every sport. Yeah. And he was older than me. So my cousin Donovan, my cousin Gene actually was older than me also. And to play with them, you had to play at their level. So I was about four years, five years younger than they were going to hang out with older cousins who yeah. were like, well, we're going to play basketball. We're going to play football. We're going to play baseball. And my cousins, none of them would allow me. They wouldn't make it easy. They were like, if you don't play with us, you got to play at our level yeah. or you or go home. And yeah. if you cry, go home. Yeah, you know? yeah. And that was it. Like, that's, <laughs> there was no, there was no, it was black or white. Like, yeah. here it is. Yeah. You're either going to do this you're or you're not. Yeah. And I had to, I had to play at their level and they wouldn't take it easy on me. I mean, I remember playing tackle football. Uh, with no pads. I remember playing baseball with my cousin Donovan and, and us playing, and they were, you know, you were pitching at each other. Yeah. And I'm, you know, way younger, and the ball is being pitched the same way it was being pitched to my older cousins. Right, to right. Me. Yeah. You know, and I watched them dominate, and they were really good athletes. And so for me, I just wanted to be like my, my, my older cousins, and yeah. that's where it came from. And then from there, you know, I, I you know, took it a little further when I realized that, you know, you could be good at this and, you know, I wanted to always be great at it. Um, I had a learning disability growing up, so when I was in school, like reading and writing and, and, and spelling and things like that and arithmetic were never my uh, my strong suit, so yeah. that was my, my go-to. You know, if you were going to be good in class, I was going to be good on the field, right? right. Wow. And so when uh, I would struggle, you know, in classroom, uh, we still had recess or we still had gym. And then I would dominate there. So there, no one wanted to make fun of me because they all wanted to make, have me on their team, right? So you're not going to make fun of the guy. You do not say a word to him in the yeah. class because yeah. we do not want to play it. Because we have to pick outside. him first. First, yeah, yeah. first pick. I need, I need Damien on my team, and, I, and Damien needed help with math, right? So, you know, there's a little give and take on that, on that end of it. Um, but that was just uh, – that. those were the things that, that, you know, my cousins motivated me. That motivation to, you know, dominate while I was out there during the recess times and things like that. Yeah. Then I had an amazing mom who just who, – who kept her foot on the pedal when it came to me um, and, my, and my younger siblings that were 
I mean, she was no joke. She is old school when it came to, you know, you can't get away with this stuff. She got away with, yeah, yeah, she yeah. Get away with <laughs> stuff now. But you know what? If we had, if, if, my, if there was a whole bunch of uh, Bettys around, I tell you what, you know, the world would be a different place different right place, now. Different place, right? Yeah. 100%. So, um, you know, she was old school. She was young when she had, when she had me. She was 15. Yeah. And so wow. you imagine being a 15. You know, I had to look wow. back at that. Yeah. And, I, and I, when I turned 15, I was like, oh, my God. When I was 15, I literally thought, could I have a child right now? Right. I have a 15-year-old right now. Oh. I can tell you right now, this, this brother cannot. You can't. <laughs> it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. And it, darn, it, it, wouldn't, it wasn't going to work for me. So to have a 15-year-old mom with, with the mindset and the, um, uh, the, the belief that she had to be tough and hard and push us yeah. um, is what, is what kind of yeah. sparked what I have going on now. Did she whoop you guys? Whoop that, you know what? Whoop that ass. Whoop we got to do it. <laughs> yes, you would get an That's ass whooping. You get. I, I mean, mean you, you <laughs> see him and his brother, and you uh-huh, know, just, uh-huh, you know, she uh-huh. ran the family. That's whoop what it came down that, to. Uh, yeah, she she was no joke. I'll tell you a funny story. One time, uh, I'm out playing uh, basketball with my buddies, and my sister and brother had uh, they did something, got in trouble, and yeah, they were they were getting a whooping. So, my a couple of my buddies, you know, um, were were outside. They were laughing. My uh-huh. mom heard it. She comes out. Don't I, are y'all laughing? Who's laughing? Uh-oh. One of y'all laughing? You'll get it next. You will get it next. My, my friends cleared up. And, and the funny part about it is those guys loved my mom so much because she was such a, um, uh, uh, she was such a, just a, one of those figures that you had to respect. You know, you yeah. respect yeah. that type of, they would come over, hi, Miss Brown, how are you doing? Give her hugs. They were, you know, they knew not to disrespect. They would tell anyone who was new, don't go over here and disrespect. And it would be total opposites from what they were when they were at home. Right. And wow. their parents used to be like, hey, Miss Brown, can you talk to such and such? Oh, my gosh. Because it was no joke. Like, she was that type of person, man. She did not play. But wow. every bit of that is, um, you know, is, is a product of what she's been able to accomplish f- through my sister, my brother, and myself. Wow. Well, you know, the, the cool thing about that is then, you know, she obviously loved you guys. She mm-hmm. supported you in what you did, but she also knew she was a mom first, right? Mom first. She, she's not your friend. She's not. She, she would tell you that. Yeah. You let, <laughs> I am going to discipline yeah. you. I am going to be your mm-hmm. mom first. And then, you know, we, we can be friends later, right? 100%. And, and I think that you say, you know, the kids would come over and respect her more. You see that a lot in today's parenting, right? You see a lot of parents who, because of the fear of what's going to happen, if I, you know, lay a hand on my kid or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I can't really be that, that, authoritative, that, that authoritative figure. Parent, yeah. I mm-hmm. need to be their friend. And you see a lot of that's, you know, you hear a lot of people. Don't be wrong. I love my millennials out there, but you hear a lot of those millennials that just don't get it right because they just weren't raised with that, you know, that strong fist. Tell mm-hmm. them where they go. So, man, I love that about your mom. I like that she was like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. These are my kids. They're gonna be damn good kids, and we're gonna make it right. And that's what she did. She did a she did a great job. She did an amazing and whoop job. Neighbor kids ass. That's even better. I love it. Everybody, right. everybody, everybody could get it. Any and everybody could get it. Let you be an adult and doing wrong, you could catch Laugh that too. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it was it was good, man. Um, awesome. Definitely awesome. Um, so clearly, you pulled inspiration and direction from your family, mm-hmm. and that's huge. Cousins, aunts, uncles. I'm yep. sure. Mom is the center point still. Still? Mom, mom and grandma, yeah, they're still around. My grandmother lives in Vegas, okay. um, and, and she was the other authoritative figure um, around. Yeah. Um, at that time was my mother and my grandmother, aunts and uncles. But, you know, you lived in that time frame where everybody was a part of yeah. raising everybody's right. kids, yeah. Yeah. and that's what made it better. We, 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 we don't live in that anymore. Where, no, we don't. You know, the minute you try to 
you know, talk to someone else's kids. The, the parents want to jump in and <laughs> they yeah. want to, yeah. don't talk to my kid yeah. like yeah. that. And you're like, yeah. hey, I'm just trying to tell them, hey, don't do that. You know, there's, yeah. there's a better way, yeah. you know, um, yeah. so it's, it's, it's different. So I'm excited to talk because I, I do want to transition into what you're doing now, but I don't want to get too far down the road because you still got a lot of story to tell on, oh. on your playing days and how that went. Yeah. But there is such a transition between what you're doing now and what you just mm -hmm. said. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm excited to dig into that. But so you left high school. Mm -hmm. Don, champ, were you state champ? Yes, I was state, state champ. Sure. What is that, 14 and 0? Yeah, 14 and 0, Eagle Crest, Woo! baby. You know how we did. Right. Yeah, yeah, 14 and 0. We don't know what losing felt like. I don't know. <laughs> if you know what a loss feels like, please email or text me. Uh, I well, I will go ahead because I went to Gateway, and we didn't win a game for a year and a half straight, and we didn't even go to the games anymore. So I know all about what it is to have a losing. I didn't play. I was like, I'm not playing on this. This is garbage. So, um, all right, so you leave high school, and then what was that process like, picking the next place, picking your next, you know, your next adventure? Um, How did that go? It was great. Uh, moving on to, to college was a, was was outstanding. It was a great highly recruited. Oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly, I, yep. I was I was recruited by a number of places. Yeah. Um, and so I think it was. Uh, <laughs> I think it was um, you know moving on to so I went to Iowa State. Um, it was a great experience. Uh, I, shout out to all my coaches, my, my high school coaches. So the, I don't want to ever leave those people out. Those were another um, set of very dynamic. Um, and instrumental parts of my uh, growth were, you know, Coach Ron Peterson, Lawrence Chavers, uh, 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 Jim Snyder, uh, South Hall, Larry Bull, uh, uh, Davis. All of all of those guys were amazing um, uh, male figures, you know, that also yeah. did a great job yeah. of. Because you know, once you have a, you, your mom's going to try to do the best she can for you, but it's still your mom, and you don't become a man. Learning from from your from your mom, you That's know. Right. I mean, you just you, unfortunately you yep. can't do that. Yeah. Um, and so those were the guys who um, instilled how to be a man to me, yeah. and 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 held my um, uh, my feet to the flame on on doing the right things, on working hard, on having great values and and structuring my life um, that way also. So shout out to all of them because um, when I was trying to make a decision to go to what, what college I was going to go to, you know, it, it came down to me being in Coach Pete's office one day, and I was planning on going to University of Washington. Really? And, yeah, over in Seattle. And so they had, they had recruited me, very excited to have me come. Um, but I wasn't quite sure. Coach Pete was like, you know, what are you thinking? And he talked to me a little bit about Iowa State and because uh, they were offering me also. And I'd already committed to um, uh, UW, oh, uh, but I wasn't sure. I was just – there just something, wasn't something about it that, that – I, I don't know. And um, so they come in. Coach Lambright comes in, I remember, uh, and, and my recruiting coach. And they, they sit down, and we were trying to get a hold of them ahead of time to say, hey, uh, maybe you shouldn't come in right now, yeah. or maybe can we push the meeting back? Well, they, you know, they, they were there. We're in the meeting, and um, Coach Lambright's like, you know, you're ready to sign. We're excited to have you. And I start having some trepidations about it, and I'm like, hey, uh, you know, I don't know. I really want to just wait till we – can we wait until we meet? Because we're going to meet with my mom at the table, dinner oh, table. Yeah. You yeah, do all I'm that like stuff. tense already. Yeah, right. Like this is <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Oh get to the point. What happened? What happened? No, I'm like you're a kid. You were still a kid. Yes, I am. I am what 16, 17 years old. Oh, 17 years my old. Gosh. And I am uh, literally trying to. And so Coach Lambright says, you know, he, he looks at me and says, and this isn't really a decision for for your mom. This is a decision for you. Which here's the thing. Mm. I understand that. I get mm. what he was right. trying to say. Um, 
But when you tell a kid who has grown up um, with their parent being such an instrumental part of their life, telling them to make a decision like that away from that without parent them yeah. and not giving them the opportunity was, was is not fair, right? So to get back to the story, um, I sit there and I go, I'm in there, I'm looking at Coach Pete, looking at Coach Lambright. He's like, you know, this is something you need to make now. We came here, we, you know, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, this, wow. is, this is really yeah. a, this is one of those man oh, moments, right? Yeah, right, right here you go. moments, one of them. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. And I, I look at Coach Lambright and I say, you know what, Coach, I, I think I'm going to go ahead and, 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 and pass. Wow. I think I'm going to pass. Now, how that went after, because <laughs> if, if everyone ever met Coach Lambright, he was a, I mean, that dude, he, he turned red really fast, and, every, and he had, like, red hair. So it was, like, it was uh -oh. like this red, blondish hair. And started to huff and puff a little bit. Um, my coach asked me to leave the room, and then they had some kind words um, after. Yeah. Um, and so from there, I went to Iowa State. I called back, and I had actually turned Iowa State down, told them I wasn't coming. Then I called them back, and they were super excited. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they were. You know, they, you know but – yeah, I mean that's how coaches are. They they're they're always super excited about having every yeah. recruit they they can get. So yeah, um, that's where that transition to college. Well, oh let, let's God. let's talk about that real quick. That transition, right? Because mm -hmm. you're the man. You're 14 right. and 0. Mm -hmm. You're you're one of the top running backs in the state of Colorado, mm -hmm. and now you're gonna go be a backup. Yeah. At Iowa State, yes. and if I remember right, was it was it two brothers that were? Oh ahead yeah, of you, right? Troy and Darren Davis. That's um, right. Those were so Troy was there. Darren was younger than I was. Um, Troy was there, uh, was already there, and um, so I get to Iowa State, and that was a very unique um, experience, also, because you go from like you said, you go from being a starter all your life. Yeah. From little league, you start. You're the best in everything you do, and you get there, and you realize everyone is just as talented as you are. Right. Everyone has right. been Mr. Something. Right, right. right. Mr. Yeah. Miami, Mr. Yeah. Colorado, Mr. Texas, Mr. Something when they played on, at their sport. They're all top-notch athletes. This is D1. And so the minute you say, well, you know, and I mean, I ran for 2,000 yards. He's like, so did I. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's all? Yeah. Right. That's it, <laughs> huh? Yeah, yeah. 2,200 <laughs> yards. Right, right. 2,500 yards. Just you know, like, I had this many touchdowns. I had one more. So, you oh. know, uh, which was, you know what, it was great for me because uh, there's always a plan. And, and you know what, when I can, as a 43-year-old as a, as a man or soon-to-be 43-year-old man now, um, I realized that that plan was in place for me to go through the experiences I needed to go through there. Yeah, um, right. Being behind Troy was awesome. He taught me how to block. Like, between him and my uh, um, running back coach, who was uh, Kirby Wilson, um, shout out to Kirby over there. He's over um, running back coach for uh, Arizona Cardinals right now. Oh, um, you know, uh, those guys taught me how to block. I didn't have to block when I was in high school. Right, right. And it was, yeah. it, like, give me the rock, I'm just going to Please run. don't. Please need, don't block. With me, you need <laughs> touchdowns and yards. You didn't need no blocking. <laughs> right? That's what you needed. I got to college, they were like, you need to learn how to block. And I was like, what is a block? Yeah, right. So I learned by watching Troy knock people out constantly. And he wasn't a big guy. Not, not, not a big guy at all. But he had... Um, great technique. He yeah. was sound. I believe he used to wrestle too. Um, and so he would get low, great base, boom, and you would catch yeah. it. Yeah. Um, ask Matt Russell from CU. <laughs> <CU>. He remembers. <laughs> um, I, remember the, I remember what happened to him. Um, so um, uh, th those were great opportunities to learn. Now, did I touch the field as much as I wanted to? Or, no, no. And, it, and that was tough. Yeah. That was a humbling experience to, to, to sit there and 
watch people when you wanted to be in the game and when you wanted to play and you yeah. felt like, man, like, what's wrong with my abilities? Y'all, right. don't, y'all don't know what I can do. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. fast. Yeah. I can do this. Don't I can you do know. that. No, it was a very humbling experience. Um, had gr- And I made great friends and, and my coaches were, uh, coach, you know, um, Kirby was amazing at that time. Um, um, coach uh, Larry uh, Kerr was, was, was my recruiting coach, another great guy. Um, I think Larry's over for – he's at uh, Dallas. Oh, wow. I think he's the offensive line coach right now. He was oh, over at the Vikings. Yeah, so all these guys have wow. done some great yeah. things. These yeah. are great coaches. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, but they taught me – what I had to learn from that was that just because you were good in Colorado – doesn't mean that you can't stop. You, you can you can stop working to right. be better and to right. be great because somebody else out there has worked just as hard and maybe won it that much more than you do. Sure. Holy cow. Yeah. All right. So then you're at Iowa State and you go, okay, maybe this isn't the best situation for me. Mm-hmm. And then you decide to make a transition, right? So I decide to um, transfer. Um, you know, something it just wasn't working out, yep. and I was like, you know what, my I didn't see my life being in Iowa the rest of my life. Right. And so um, I went ahead and transferred. I was going to go to Oklahoma State, um, but I, at that time you couldn't trans D1 to D1 and continue to play. You had right. to sit out a year. Yeah. I didn't want to do that, so I transferred to Northern Colorado um, where, um, you know, it was it was amazing there. I mean, those were some good lessons, too, um, that I learned. I actually got a chance to play. Um, you know, I kind of had a little bit of PTSD from not being able to play, and, and yeah. if you got yelled at, you got taken out immediately and didn't play. So my coaches the thing that they did a little bit differently is that if you made a mistake yeah they were going to get on you i mean they were going they were going to jump you sure. but you were going to go back out there and fix it on the field so if you missed a block you, you guess what you're go going back the next time you better not miss that block now yeah. if you miss it again you might yeah, not play yeah, no yeah, more. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, but that's somewhere. the difference between <laughs> when you're when you're coaching um, to to build someone up yeah. you know that person puts their head down i mean I was always the type of person that you didn't need to yell at me too much because if I fumbled, if I didn't make a play, I was I was beating myself up, not for myself, but for my team. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm hurting my team. I missed that block. That got the quarterback sack. Yep. You know, he threw interception because of me missing that block. And so it became a very, um, you know, they, they taught you if you, miss, you messed up there, get back out there. But thanks to Troy. Thank you, Troy. Um, I learned how to block, so I was knocking. Ca- I was giving people the business. I got to UNC, and I was. I got, I got to UNC, and and and, and, and trust good. me, that 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 linebacker drill where they would run up, and we was, that yeah, that blocking drill, I was okay with. You, you know, good. yeah, I was I was cool. Talk a little bit about that that mindset, because now you're going from different leaders, right? Different ways mm-hmm. of leadership. One leadership is, hey, you get it right, or you're off, right? And the mm-hmm. other leadership is, hey, let's go get it right. Um, What's the different mindset there? Like, let's talk about that leadership because now you're leading a bunch of kids now mm-hmm. and, and in that leadership role, and, and we're almost to that part in your, in your story. But let's let's talk about how you transition from being able to handle the different coaches because that's you know a lot of people go through yeah. that you know adversity in life. Mm-hmm. They have to leave one job to the next job because of leadership, whatever. Right. How'd you deal with that, man? I mean, it was great uh, when I got to uh, UNC. Um, Coach K. Dalton was the offensive coordinator. Um, Joe Glenn was our um, um, was our head coach, and and Kay was a very um, unique coach to say the least. Um, and getting to understand, you know, uh, what it was that he was going to uh, demand out of us. You know, he was a very old school coach. Kay used to coach over at the Broncos, and so um, we had an amazing um, offense that was very difficult. Like yeah. the diff- my offense uh, that we ran at Iowa State was easy 
compared to it was it was really? the, it was like just maybe so two three hundred level right in yeah. college. When I got to UNC, that was like a nine hundred level offense. It was no joke. Wow. And, and you, it, I mean, K, would, are you a? He would call you a. Are you a dummy? Are you a dummy? <laughs> run my plays right, you know. <laughs> Come on, number ten. And he would, you know, you didn't earn your your name being called until you earned your name being called. Other than that, he called you your number. Number ten. Number ten. Number ten. I remember one time I messed up on a play. He's like, number ten. Do you smoke weed? <laughs> and then get my play right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't smoke weed, but. Maybe I should. <laughs> um, and so, uh, you know, but for that leadership was, was what, the thing that about that and the change when you're talking about mindset is that, um, you know, they were, it, it was about your growth. They saw something in you. They knew you could get it done. It wasn't going to be, you know, um, you, you one and done. You get in there, you get out. Um, if you don't, if you make a mistake, it was really going to teach you, you know, um, we had a, um, I had a great running back coach um, and, 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 and great people around me, and they weren't about to – they knew my, my ability. Yeah. Um, and some of them knew my ability because I came back to Colorado. Right, 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 right. So that helped out a lot too. Um, but the mindset of, of saying, hey, you know what, you can get it done, go out there, that just sparked some belief, which made me want to play harder, which gave me um, you know, that, that, that confidence in myself that I needed uh, at the time. So they were great coaches. Um, yeah. But there were lessons to be learned throughout that whole entire thing. And, and it's great because I didn't realize – that I'm, um, you know, and I put this on my, you know, if you follow me on my Instagram, uh, my Instagram says mindset to success, and I changed that, and it has D Brown. Well, I put that on there because, you know, it really is. Like, I realized that my whole life has been a mindset to success. Yeah. You know, um, I'm, not, I'm not done yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm still trucking along, and I believe that wholeheartedly because of the people who came before me, who, who forged the way, who pushed me, and who knew that I could be um, more than I knew I could be. Yeah. I think that's a huge thing right there. I mean, me and Justin coach, right? Um, you know, D Brown, you coach a little mm -hmm. bit. And, you know, I, I'm not going to say I've never pulled a kid out for making a mistake because I damn well did. And it was my daughter. Um, you know, and, and it's funny. It's actually not funny. It's terrible. But her confidence completely was shattered mm -hmm. when I pulled her out of that game, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, she's 12 years old. This was when she was 11. Yes, I just said that. And uh, <laughs> she still today will let me know. I know, freaking jerk, right? Still today will let me know, Dad, I can't believe you pulled me out of that game when I made that mistake. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, I can't I either. I can't either. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, what right. was I thinking? But, you know, even coaches make those mistakes. But I love hearing coaches at high levels, a coach different, so that everybody can learn from that. And that just helps in the leadership piece of it. They built that confidence in you, man, for you to be able to go back out there and redo it, where if you do pull them off, now, now you second guess, can I make that block? Well, can I do that? Right, right. And I would say this. Um, there's nothing wrong with pulling someone off if they're making, making mistakes. Yeah. But if you pull me off, pull me off and, and tell me why. Don't pull me off and just say, right. go sit down. Yeah. Pull me off and say, look, we've talked about this. We went through this in practice. We've practiced it a number of times. You're going to hurt your team. Yep. So I pulled you off because that hurts your team. Yeah. So when you do that and someone and your coach pulls you off and says, you're getting pulled off because of this. Yep. You know, same reason that, so if, if a parent, as a parent, sometimes we look and the kid gets pulled off, you're like, why am my kid getting pulled off? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So they want to they come and talk to the coach or things like that. And you, you want to ask your kid, you know, why'd you get pulled off? Your kid should be able to explain. Coach told me I got pulled off because... I, I, I was supposed to guard this man, and I didn't do that yeah. the way I was supposed to. Um, I was supposed to do this, and I didn't do that the way I was supposed to. So, you know, at that time, they pulled me off. I mean, that's coaching is a, is a, is a chess game that's moving really fast. Yep. So sometimes you have to do that. Now, if you pull me off 
and then you say, the next time you go back in there, I need you to make that, that, that play again um, or understand that that's what we practice. Um, and then you put me back out there. If I do well, awesome. If I don't, you got to pull me off again. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just part of learning in athletics and, um, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. So I don't want to uh, say that pulling a kid off is the wrong thing to right, do. Right. I just believe that if you pull a kid off, explain to him. You should have a reason. Yes. You know, yeah. it's like getting a whooping and being like, why'd you whoop me? Yeah, because <laughs> I wanted to. Because. <laughs> it looked funny. That's why I, I said son. so. You, right. know, you know, my mom used to always do this. She used to be like, can I go do this? And I'm like, no. Said, why? Because I said so. Because I said. Yeah, that was my mom. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm the yeah. mom. Because I said yeah. so. So you didn't rationally think about why I can't go to the party, why I can't do this. Right. And it's not that she owes it to me. It's just that how am I going to learn? How yeah. do you learn yeah. if you don't explain things yeah. to, to young people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I tell my son, he hates when uh, someone says that to him. So I'm always trying to tell my kids, if I say something to him, hey, you can't do this. Well, why can't I? First off, I'm going to be like, you know, as a parent, you're like, because I'm the parent. We yep. want to say that yep. because I'm your dad. Yes, right. But honestly, I understand. Like, tell me why, dad. Listen, you've been to three parties this week or you've been to right. two parties this month. You don't need to go to every single party out there. Yeah. You know, I want you to stay and spend some time with the family. I want you to do this. Have a reason. Yeah. That way they can't be upset. And even if they are upset at that point, I've, At least not. I, I've told you, you understand. You know, put your slippers on because you're hanging with the family. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about that all the time. Clarity is power. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Clarity is so much power, and that, that is huge. One thing you said in here, coaching is a chess game that moves really fast. Yes. How, how do you prepare? Because you are you coach. You, I want to transition to what you're doing now. Oh, I'm athletic director. Yes, now. I know, but you have coached. <laughs> I have coached, You've coach, been yes. coaching, yes. And, and in that realm, and you've been around coaches – um, are there certain things that you see similar between the way that you parent, the way that you coach, the way that you uh, direct what your job is now? I mean, is there what parallels are you seeing? Man, that's awesome. That's a great, great question. That really yeah, is. You throw some good ones that out there. Good one. well, I'm out. That's I'll see you guys later. <laughs> you are <laughs> done. You are done for the rest of the day. Take uh, it off. Yes, you know what? There are a ton of parallels between coaching, um, work. And, and, and your everyday life with your family, I believe. Um, you're, if you're a coach, you know, you're, you're not only coaching your team, you're coaching your family, you know. Um, if you're, if you're the, the, the boss, the manager at your company or whatever, you're the head coach there. So everything you see, like when, when you're talking about um, coaching being a chess game that moves really fast, is that when you're in the middle of a game or a, or a match or whatever it may be, you make decisions and you put people in place to be successful to win the game. In football, you know, you call a play based off of the defenses you're seeing and what, they're, what they do, you know. Yeah. So if you're in a specific cover one, cover two, cover zero, uh, uh, you know, bear defense, if they got a lot of people in the box, you're going to make, if you're a good coach and you know what you're doing yep. and you understand that, your offensive coordinator is going to make calls based off of what their tendencies are and what they see. Um, same thing vice versa for the defensive coach. The defensive coach is going to throw a defense out there based off the offense they see. So that's where that's the chess game. And in life, the same thing happens. Um, as an athletic director, I'm constantly, um, you know, I mean, my day is filled with a, a number of I don't knows, meaning like I, I really I can go in and I try to manage my day and say, I'm going to do all this today. Yeah, right. And then next thing you know, people start coming in and all this other stuff starts happening and things have to be done. Um, for my job, I have to be able to make judgment calls and I got to be able to make decisions um, based off of what's important, what needs to be 
taken care of, the safety of our kids, um, you know, doing the right thing, trying to work within my, my, my moral and val um, values, my morals and my values, you know. Uh, so uh, there goes the coaching part of that, you right, know, making right. sure that I'm making the right moves right. Um, for uh, DPS athletics and, 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 and the regional athletic program over in Montbello to make sure that we're, we're being successful and we're serving kids the correct way. No different from when I'm in my household and I'm raising my kids, um, which is sometimes tougher because everyone else gives you the respect that you feel like you deserve a little bit more when you're, when you're outside Except when of you're at home. Uh -huh. Except yeah. for when you're at home and they're like, oh, it's just dad. Yeah, oh, right. it's just dad. You know? And so when you're at home, you have to always, I mean, it's even more critical when you're at home and you're dealing with your kids, um, you know, when they're coming at you with, with concerns or problems or issues or, that, or, the, or the issues or problems that they don't come to you with yeah. because they don't want to come to you with any of that stuff because they don't want to talk to you about it. So you have to kind of be able to understand what your kids need, um, what your wife needs, what your, what your household needs, what, what's going to happen, you know. So um, at least when you're at home, if you have a wife, uh, you have two coaches. Um, you're the assistant and your wife is the head coach. <laughs> Well, so well said. Got a boy. Yeah, you know what? Hopefully that they're just listening. came to me, too. So. <laughs> you might better watch this tonight. That just, babe, go watch this. that just came to me, and I think kudos Winning. to myself for the <laughs> I think so. Um, but that's just how it is, you know. Um, and so, you know, or I'll even go even further. Co-parenting. Mm -hmm. yep. I co-parent with with, with uh, my ex-wife and I, um, and and we are you know then at that point we both think we're head coaches, right? So how are two head coaches going to um, work together? And we have to find ways to do what's best for our kids um, uh, because we love them so much and we want to see that they're successful. Um, but it's a it's another coach. It's just coaching. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. it's just called something different. It's called parenting. I know that's real good right there. Was that deep? That, that was, yeah, that was deep, but that was good right there. No doubt, man. That was good. I mean, we even got Mike Huber on here watching. He's like, man, no doubt. Right? He's like, he gets it, right? I mean, so, man, you just talked about that transition mm -hmm. from playing college, then coming back out, going into, you know, being an athletic director and the coaching piece of it. You deal with so many different personalities every single day. Mm -hmm. How do you do that, man? You get so many people kids. that come in. You have so many different Teachers. kids from different backgrounds, different things. How do you deal with that? Um, I think the first way to deal with it is just to understand that everybody's different, and you can't um, you can't treat everyone the same. Yeah. We're all different, you know. And so we have to build relationships, and relationship building is the key to any kind of success with 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 when it comes to people, yep. um, if you don't give a person a chance to learn, um, you know, maybe w what their story, their, 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 their wants, their dreams, whatever it might be, whatever, if you're going to deal with the, especially the people you deal with on a consistent basis, if you don't build relationships, then no one knows that you care about what their, you know, their concerns are, especially as a, as a supervisor and as a manager, you know, um, each one of my coaches, I tell my coaches that every one of them, like, we're all in this together. So I might be the leader, but I'm smart enough to know to have leaders around me. Yeah. You know, I tell yeah. my wrestling coach, I was like, I'm not, a, I don't know jack about wrestling, <clears throat> but I have an amazing wrestling coach who knows about wrestling. Yeah. You know, and we don't always see eye to eye. None of my coaches always see and think that I, you know, um, like what I have to, you know, uh, a call I might make or, or things like that. But, you know, our, they, they respect me enough to know that, you know, I'm going to do what's in the best interest of them and for our kids. Uh, and I think as a leader, you don't come in and Josh McDaniels any situation. Right. 
I'm sorry. I'm, I, right, that's dude, what I you just, just threw that out. You there. don't Josh McDaniels any situation <laughs> and get and get We're rid of deep right here. and get 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 rid of uh, um, you know top people. What you need to do in any organization is give it a chance to 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 understand what works and what doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know that's how that kind of. Um, that's how you grow a program. That's how you grow a business, especially if you're coming in to a, to a business that's already been operating, you know, or an organization that's already been operating. What was going great in that, op- in that business? What was, um, you know, what, was, what needs to be changed and tweaked? Um, uh, sometimes it's support. My coaches, a lot of my coaches just needed support. You know, they weren't getting that before. Sure. So sometimes you need some, some support. You need some advocacy. You need someone to, to stand behind you and, and give you some, some coaching, yeah. you know. And then once you've done that part, then you can start making changes based off of, you know, what's our, what's our value structure? What do we believe in? What's our mission statement? And, and if your coaches or employees believe in that, then, and they, they're bought in, then we can be successful. If it's not something for them, it's not a personal thing. Right, and I tell right. my coaches all the time, like, yeah. I'm not personally attacking you as a person if we have to part ways. Right. I am just doing what's best for the business and the organization and our kids, you know, and that's what it comes down to because I could, you know, I tell people all the time, my, one of my, my supervisor was my best friend for a, for a while, and, you know, the, if I wasn't doing right, he'll be like, you know, I'll fire you, and then we'll go get a burger after. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Right? We're still, burger and yeah, a beer yeah. on me because you don't have any more money. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so fired you, right. you're done. Exactly. So, um, you know, but that's the way you should understand it, and, and I think today people take things so personally, so you kind of have to walk on a little bit. Yeah, I don't do a good job of walking on eggshells, but I do do a good job of trying to understand um, and, 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 and let people know that I understand, um, you know, that it, you may not like everything that right. I'm saying. But I think that's how you do it. I think it's the one thing we hear most from people when, they, when they're asked about their leadership of their con- company, their family, their church, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. They just, they, what they always say is, I just want honesty, right? I yeah. just want honest communication. Just tell me where I am, how mm-hmm. I'm doing, what I can do better. And I think, I think we're, as a society, as you were kind of leading in, was... We get nervous about that. We get scared of that, and we shy away from that anymore. And that's what people actually want from us is that honesty, and we're afraid to give it sometimes. I hope people want honesty. I'm going to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. I don't. I, I feel like sometimes in our society people say they want honesty, but then when you get You're the right. honesty, yeah. they take offense to yeah, it. Yeah. And that's the problem is that um, <laughs> I tell my wife all the time, I'll call people uh, tissue, tissue paper soft because I'm like, man, it's just like – you got to be able to, and, and it starts within ourselves, right? Yeah. So yeah. if you come to me and you say, Damien, this is, this is where I feel like, um, you know, you can do a little bit better or, or you, can, you can work a little harder or this would help you out. If I take offense to it right from the get, if I jump to defense, then what you, you probably giving me something that I probably should think about, whether it's yeah. relevant or not in my exactly. life is, is another thing. But what's wrong with me at least taking the opportunity to say, hmm, okay, yeah. you yeah. know. Uh, one of the things that happened when um, I, I was going through kind of one of the tough times, you know, when I was going through my, my divorce, is that I, I sat back I, uh, and I, I called some friends of mine and I called each person. I called like a whole bunch of people who I felt like meant something to me, who, who I valued. And I said, it was kind of like, um, you know how you do a work evaluation on every, every employee you have and you do right. one, you have, your boss does one on you? It was the same thing. Except it was like my own life evaluation. I wanted to know what people thought. Like Damn. If, if I'm dead tomorrow, what are you going to say good and bad yeah. about? What yeah. could I have done better? And, and, and my thought process was this. Everything that lined up that you said, that you said about me down the middle, is the stuff that I probably should look at and think about. Now, the one-offs are one-offs, right? right. Everybody has those, something. Yeah. 
but anything that was common. So if you said something, you said something, you said something, and it would all fit in here, then I put it in that box. And I would look at it, and I would say, okay. Um, and, and the great part about it is I could be like, you know, I got a couple people, even my sister, they're like, you get a little selfish sometimes. You're really, you know, every now and then you're, you're a little bit of, you know, like they'll be like, well, you know, going to a, a birthday party or going to a family function, and oh, I'm not going. Right. That's selfish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So whatever it was, though, um, you know, I look at it, and then it was up to me to say, this is something that I can fix or I'm willing to fix. Right. Or this is something that everyone's just gonna have to deal with because yep. I'm okay with it, yep. you know. Yep. And that was very uh, a very um, big change in my life. It was like a changing point in my life of understanding me a little bit better um, uh, through the eyes of everyone that that knew me and people that I cared about and that loved me. Um, and I think it's it, it was it was tough because you hear some stuff. You, uh, yeah. You know, Damien. I think you feel it. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have to be able. I asked for it. Right. So I can't, what am I going to do? Now I'm mad at you. Uh, Josh, don't ever call me again. Um, don't want to talk to you. you know? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> You're my friend. You're going to tell me what I need to know to be successful. And if more people would take the time to understand what they need to do to be successful by l understanding that, you know, someone feels some way about you. Yeah. And yeah. you want the oh, people yeah. to tell you the truth so that you can, and, and, and don't, you know, and you want those people around you who love you. You know the people who love you are really going to tell you what you really yeah. need to know yeah. anyway. So take that information. Uh, the one-offs are one-offs, but to take that information and then understand, hey, um, I might want to make some changes or I'm okay with this. And some people are just going to have to deal with it. Well, you, you know, you talked about the honesty piece too, though, which is that's the key where I wish people – so I did this little thing online where I said, hey, give me three hashtags that you think describes me, right? Mm -hmm. And – I mean, it was nice. It was cool. Everybody was like, oh, you know, all these nice things, right? One person said he didn't like my taste in music. It was okay. That's your one-off, right? <laughs> you know, but it was so nice. Like, I would have loved for people to have been like, Josh, you're selfish. Josh, you're 5'7 and freaking bald, right? <laughs> I don't know. Give me something of not just giving me kudos, yeah. right? Like, I, I love that, man. I want to – it makes me want to go challenge people to be like, here, give me the things that are not just – that you think are just the great things I want to hear. Mm -hmm. Give me the things that I need to work on. You can have the goods and bads. I mean, because I sure. asked. I said, yeah. please give me what you would say good about me. Yeah. And give me what you would say that I need to work on or that may I may not like. You know, that was what I asked. I, love I, it, man. I asked so my ex-wife. That's how serious it was to me. And, and she was going to give me the business. And oh, she yeah. She gave me the work. She really <laughs> yeah, yeah, did. Yeah. You know? And, but here's the thing. But the she probably knew you better than She knew me better yeah. than anyone. And, yep. and, and the things that were in the box were the things that I, I was like, hey, that's true. The ones yeah. that were off, which were few, you know? But that was fine, you know? But you asked those people because ultimately, you know, she wants me to be the best father I can be. She wants me to be the best I can be for our kids, for sure. Right. You know, so I can't be that if you don't give me the information I need. All right. So I'm, I'm going to take this and, and run with it. I personally, I, I always have my, my, you know, we call it our sphere of influence or those around us that are, uh -huh. that are so important. I am going to do this exercise because I think we get, sometimes you read your own clippings, right? You yeah. start running into, yeah. man, mm -hmm. I got shit figured out. I'm good. I don't need anything. But that's so narrow, right? Because we think that about our, our work or you know, I'm lifting hard or doing this or I'm eating really well and you think it's only that one segment, but everybody really flash, the flashlight comes on and they see your whole thing. Right. So mm -hmm. I'm going to do this. I would challenge everybody out there too to find those people that are closest to you and know the most about you and ask them real, for real and you got to be real with it, right? Yeah. You got to be able to accept 
the things you're not gonna. Man, I'm like nervous already, though. I'm nervous right. already. Hey. Like, what's gonna happen? <laughs> I just saw a sweet. A, a I may not get out of bed. A sweet bead rolled down his forehead right there. Like, oh, for two weeks. He's crying. Everyone hates me, really. I've done nothing good. Podcast coming to you next week from Justin's bedroom. I mean, ice cream. If you want to know what that sound is in the back, right? We do love ice cream. Um, I love that. So I want to finish with, I mean, I, I want to hear more about what, what you're doing now specifically. So the athletic director of, what all are you covering? It's a lot, right? So yeah, so um, Montbello High School is yep. no longer Montbello High School the way it used to be. Um, for those of you who are Colorado natives and people who know about um, uh, high schools in, in Colorado, um, it is now called the Far Northeast. I'm the regional athletic director. Um, it's made up of a number of smaller schools. Um, so a school can have anywhere from 400 to 600 students. We have about eight of those uh, DPS schools there in the far northeast. They're broken up into um, tailor-made schools. So uh, one's uh, called NCAS, which is a, a no community arts. We have okay. um, DCIS, which is uh, different international studies, uh, things like that. We have an amazing school, MLK, uh, Martin Luther King Early Junior College. We have CPA. So those are all the schools that are in or some other schools that we currently have there. Um, there's about eight of those, and then there's three charter schools. So the way it works, this is a little Holy breakdown cow. of how this I know, works. That is a I'm, lot right oh. there already. I'm like, dang. dude, right? And I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, right. So the way it works is that all of our schools in that area um, compete for the Warrior Athletic Program, which used to be Montbello Warriors, yep. right? Um, we still wear the silver and black, yeah. um, wrapping that all day, and uh, all of our kids Except participate. Except for Sunday. <laughs> yeah, Centaur, so, orange and blue, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> just, just correcting. It's all right. You know. Yeah. Uh, exactly. So, um, but that's what we. Uh, okay. That's what it's about. It's a. It's a regional program that um, you know brings all of our kids. We participate at the five A level. Um, we have uh, an amazing program. Um, I was athletic director over at Adam City High School for three years before I came over here, and it was a job that I wanted was to come over to uh, yep. um, the Montbello area. I have cousins and family members who actually attend the school. I have younger cousins who oh attend gosh. the school now. From my older cousins, I have family member that live family members that live in the area. So it was near and dear to my heart because when Montbello broke up, it was kind of tough on all Coloradans yeah. who yeah. remember Montbello right. as being Montbello, and so. You know, I really felt like, um, you know, if I could get in there, um, we could do some things. And we've done some amazing things. We have, uh, you know, we've added some new coaches who are, who are critical to our student-athletes' uh, uh, growth as, as student-athletes, as, as young uh, men and women. Uh, we've, got in, we've got some, you know, we got new lights for our field. we got new uniforms. So it's an awesome thing to watch Man. something come together that you've worked so hard to uh, accomplish. Uh, we just had our first two wrestlers go to state. That hadn't happened in, I think, five years. You know, um, you know, and, and we've had uh, where our basketball team has done well, again, making it into state. Um, you know, our, our, our population of student athletes participating is growing. Um, it, I'm super proud of our kids. We have amazing kids. People, you know, it's crazy as when someone says, hey, you work in my belly, are you, I mean, what, are you scared? And I'm like, uh, no, number one. And this is actually not even the Montbello of old. It's super gentrified. So, um, you know, when you see somebody jogging in, in the morning with a dog, it's okay. they may not look like me. I'm just saying. Um, so, um, it's a, but it's an it's a awesome place for our kids. 
Um, you know, we're, we have some great community members who, are, who have been there for a long time, who love the community, who are bought into the success of the program. We have great principals in our schools. Um, you know, we get a bad rap from time to time because people don't, they don't know. Yeah. They don't know how yeah. good we really are yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, we have amazing schools that are doing great. Um, you know, go check out uh, Martin Luther King Early Junior College and see if that school is not a very successful school. Go check out CPA or NCAS or DCIS. You know, um, these are awesome schools in our area, um, you know, and I'm super excited about being an athletic director, leading our kids and supporting and serving our kids and um, leading our coaches and supporting and serving them, um, you know, uh, and my team. Uh, shout out to Paul, Ricky and Lachelle. Nice. And I love what I do. You know, one of the other That's things awesome that he, he doesn't mention much, though, is that watching you thrive in what you're doing. Like, I, I've been able to see you over at Adam oh, City yeah. doing those things, and I know that, you know, you loved it, but it was super challenging, and, and you know, going through just getting to the point where you're going to be an athletic director, mm -hmm. and then seeing where you're at now, it is so much fun to see you, like, the confidence just in your post. Like, we talk about the social media piece. Yeah. Like, seeing the things that you post, and, and yes, truly loving the Warrior Nation, and being behind them, and growing that, and doing the things that you're doing there. Like, you're in your element, man. This is what you would love to do right now. I'm in the pocket of life right now. It's really good. Um, you know, I really feel like, like you said, with the social media thing, um, my uh, uh, mindset to success is, like, my, my thing. Like, every day you wake up, um, you know, my, my wife, she'll be like, how was your day? And I'm like, it's always good. Uh, and I say that because I woke up, like, yeah. literally. I mean, I woke yeah. up today, and I tell her that. She'll be like, you know, how's your day? I'm like, I woke up. So whether it's a, a bad good day or a good day good day, it's a good day. Yeah, you know right. because somebody isn't waking up, and I believe having a good mindset is very uh, um, important in your life because your the way you wake up and what you think about yourself in the morning or what you think about your gonna your success for that day or your overall success is gonna is gonna dictate on how your day is gonna go, how your month's gonna go, your year and your life is gonna go. You know, and I've come a long way from, from when we were uh, young bucks, um, you know, and, and, and that's because of awesome people. I mean, it's come from you. You know, we used to own, we, we had a, um, uh, what was our uh, enhanced fitness something? We had a Colorado Athletic Colorado Performance, athletic performance yeah. where we used to um, do speed camps. And let me tell you, we started off that first year, we had like 10 kids that came out. And then we ended up with like 40, 50 kids. Yeah, that was one crazy. Like it, with us, with with just us, you right. know. Yeah. And speed and he's involved. It was speed. I mean, some people don't have to always be fast to coach fast. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but we will be racing in the street <laughs> after the podcast. But, <laughs> but it's but he's a good coach, you know. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, he's, man, he's the Bill Parcells of running. <laughs> he didn't run, but he can teach you how to run. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, but. Josh helped me out, you know. He was he's been a a, a big part of my life. Um he's seen my ups and downs. He's uh you you've seen, you know, um my a lot, you know, and to to you've encouraged me, you helped me. He was he's motivating. Josh is one of the most um business-minded people I've ever met. So anytime I come up with a business idea that I think is really just off the wall, I'm like, oh, yeah, Josh, guess what? <laughs> we need to try this. Have you ever, you know, so good. tossed a dog off an airplane yeah, and people yeah. had to catch him at the bottom? Yeah. Right. Don't get mad at me. I love dogs. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Um, but, you know, it's just crazy. Like, the, every time I have an idea, and Josh has never, ever 
been like, oh, I don't know about that one or anything like that. He's like, no, I think that's awesome. Here's what you can add to it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, this yeah. is how your business is going to be greater, Damien. Yeah. You know, and so we've thought about a lot of things. We've tried a lot of things, and to see, you know, um, in life, you know, some 15, some odd years later, where we've where we're at and where we've come come to in life, you know, is is amazing because. Um, you know, having you know this dude in your life is a is a win. He knows so many people, and 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 is such a positive light in people's life. But that's part of that mindset to success. Yeah, yeah. he's already had it. Yeah, and and my and for those that didn't know, a bald man can blush all the way up to the head just by half a compliment. Look, Look at how red that guy is, dude, shining up. Now I appreciate it, man. And you know what? It talks to you about what Justin talks about. It's just surrounding yourself around the right people, right? Yeah. Making sure your circle of influence are those that can, you know help you just be better in life and do the Lift things you. that you want to do and yeah. not not put you down but support you, right? Just find ways to help you get better in all the ideas you come up with, whatever it is. And, and man, you know, as we just, you know, wrap this up, I just want you to know, like, it's just a pleasure to learn from you all the time. I mean, it, it has been fun, you know, going with you through those ups and downs and going through things. And, and same with me. You've, you've seen me go through those things. And uh, to have you as a support person in my life and just have those people around you, that is what it's all about, man. It is just making sure that you plug yourself around the people that are going to be amazing. Yeah. You know, that's who Justin is, that's who you are, that's who everybody is that, that I put in my life. And so you coming on here and sharing this today and giving people insight and in how they can make their lives better through the things that you've done and through the challenges you've had is is just awesome, and we appreciate that. Yeah. Right. I appreciate you guys having me. And I will tell you, you've used this word several times today in reference to you are proud of the program that you're building. You're proud of the kids. You're proud of your 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 personal kids. I mean, you just said this proud thing all the time. There's one word that I hope you get from today, and that is how proud you make those that know you around you. Because I had a very limited amount of time with you as a kid. Hey, that's entire life. But I, man, for <laughs> life, right? And, and I'm proud to say that I knew you when. I'm proud to say mm -hmm. that I see what you're doing. Even if we haven't talked in years and years and years, you make all of us feel proud, whether from Aurora or wherever, because of how you attack the day and what you do. And I'm going to keep spreading what you're doing. I'm going to tell all my friends from the past, from Centaurs, hey, man. what you're up to. And I could tell you this, mm -hmm. and I think you would agree, man, what's next for you is going to make a dent in this world. It go, is going sure. to you know make what? an impact beyond what you're doing now. And you could stay where you are for the next 30 years and do that, but I don't think that's going to happen. There is some... Man, there's a, there's, just, a, there's always a there's always a plan, there's right? Always there's a plan. always uh -huh. a plan. Um, your 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 growth and your success um, will move in in the shape that it's supposed to. Um, you just have to believe and know that. Um, I, I don't have a plan that's that that allows me to drive the wheel. I uh, I let the big man upstairs do the driving for me, and that's one thing that I've learned to do yeah. is 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 not think that I've been behind uh, any of this success. I've just worked hard. Yeah, and then. Um, God has been the way for me that's, that's helped me. So I'm um, super excited about um, what everyone's doing. Thank you guys for this having me. This is awesome. Me. Absolutely, um, man. Uh, I appreciate it. Oh, do we want to have our – so every every week – Oh, fat kid moment real quick. Every week real we quick. share stories of oh, being fat that. kids. I saw that hashtag fat kid. Oh, I was like, yeah, is yeah. he talking about me? Like, yeah, I'm in the gym, <laughs> man. Like, how are you going to call me a fat kid? Yeah. On, right. on, and yeah. you're in the office and saw us, and you're like, yeah, I get oh, it. I like, him off my Instagram. Fat kid. What's a fat kid moment? So every week – Josh and I struggle, right? We love mm -hmm. snacks. We love eating 
shitty food. We're mm-hmm. good at it. It's, it's what we do best. Uh, but we share our stories because we're trying to get better at it, and we want accountability. We want people calling us out. But part of that accountability is being real and being mm-hmm. honest. And so we share a moment from our past week about where we struggled, what we did, that shameful moment where you put your head on the pillow and go, I cannot believe that just happened. So I right. did have one. Maybe probably more than one. Yeah. But we went to Palm Springs last week for a convention, right? We land... We drive to the towards the conference, and we're like, "Well, this is going to be a resort. You know, they're not going to have snacks at night. We're going to have room service. You mm-hmm. get like a, you know, piece of cake for forty five dollars. I'm not doing that. Right. So we pulled into the drugstore, and we're like, "Well, let's just get a few snacks just for late night, right? Mm-hmm. We're just chilling, man." It was like two grocery bags later <laughs> for two nights. I'm like, "What are we doing here? What is?" How much of that came home with you? I mean, we had like one box of peanut M and M's that yeah. came home with us. <laughs> That means you got after those two oh, bags. Oh, we crushed. Right? We crushed. <laughs> and I felt horrible, horrible the whole time. But I'm keeping it real. I did. I'm not doing it again. There you go. But now we got good snacks at home. So good. I'm feeling good. <laughs> uh, so, you know, my family knows I'm on this meal plan trying to get the body right. Um, I'm not, not listening. I'm about to text my son. Yeah, you tell your son. I'm coming to uh, T- pick tell him, him up. Nice. Uh, nice. But uh, yep. so this week... Somehow, some cinnamon rolls got put in the house, um, and and that, I really don't know how that was. It was somehow, but my family would not let me have one. Um, so you know what? They all go to bed at some point. <laughs> so my family went to bed. I'm still watching TV, and uh, you know we have a quiet microwave. That thing got warmed up. I pounded me one of those cinnamon rolls, real good. That was a true fat kid moment because I was like. I got you know when you put a plan behind how you're gonna get to your yeah. chubby food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not good. So my family went to bed. I got myself a cinnamon roll. All right. So when they're still awake and you're getting ready to wrap up like the night, or were you like, hey, go to bed? You oh know? no, I knew they were going to bed. Go soon. to bed. There was a reason bed. why I stayed on the couch <laughs> waiting for them to go to bed. I was like, oh, this game will be over soon. You know, I'm waiting downstairs, and then yes, yeah. went and got myself my cinnamon roll. So, so I'm gonna say that. So Josh is on my. Uh, <laughs> My calorie counting, so we have So let me just. So you lying right I now? Can, I mean, he, <laughs> he might, didn't he, add I the don't cinnamon roll because I can tell you right now, like here's today. Yeah. You know, I'll be keeping track of this. Right? <laughs> oh my god! So I know oh, how many oh, calories you 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 go through. Like yesterday was good. You right? Were, yeah, I got this? after it did yesterday. You some, did you work out yesterday? Yeah. I got exercise 45 minutes. I did about of, a I did about a four mile walk minutes. yesterday. So See, there you I go. T- I know when you. Uh-huh. So he is probably. So you deserved if you ate that. Yesterday. That wasn't yesterday, damn it. <laughs> oh. uh. <laughs> I can tell you. All right, I'm just trying to help you out. Uh, so there's that. Um, That's so hilarious. Yeah, what's your, yeah, what's your fat kid? Okay, um, so my fat kid moment. So I've been on this health kick. Um, you know I've been kind of, I, I I've been on it, on it. Like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm legit right now. Yeah. I'm going to toot that horn right there and, and because I've been on it. I actually lost about 30 pounds. Right. Um, uh, and so I'm actually back down to like my playing weight. Damn. Although my body won't allow it. I'm yeah, just, yeah. I'm, I'm just... <laughs> No, come back. I'm, a, I'm, I, I'm like that. I tell, I tell my wife, I'm like a motorcycle that looks good. I don't go fast. <laughs> right. I just look good. I'm like, don't, I'm not uh, I'm like, don't get on it. Right? Right. I'm 150 cc. I'm not, a, you know, not, I'm not a 900 or whatever, a thousand. It's not me. So, um, but what we do is uh, um, we, um, we've been on this little diet thing. Now, that being said, so fat kid moment. Um, 
trying to think. So actually just the other day, uh, my wife started this, we, we've started this cleanse thing and she was like, you got to do this cleanse. And I'm like, oh, man, like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, Everything yeah. I've been doing is working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take a look at me. Look at it. I'm good. And yeah. she was like, no, we got to do this cleanse. And so um, yeah, the other day, because this cleanse is so, it's strict, like what you can and what you can't eat. Yeah. That's, that sucks. Yeah, I don't want to cuss, but ugh. that really sucks. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, the other day, you know, she was gone. The house is it's just me and her son's gone. They're, and I'm in there and I'm starving. Like, I'm looking at him like chicken, <laughs> chicken breast, turkey breast. You know, I'm like, ah, oh, there's vegetables. And so I'm scrambling. Like, I yeah. look like I'm, I feel like I robbed my house. <laughs> there's stuff all over. And uh, I go in and um, I find chips. Um, I take, uh, like, we don't have m- many sweets, and so, but I found some, like, chocolate chips, like, semi- <laughs> Semi-sweet. Semi-sweet yeah, chocolate yeah. chips. Yeah, I grab some nuts, and I put those in my hands with the nuts. I'm like, well, this is healthy, too. So this you is know, a trail mix. What, what, this, is, this is my trail mix. And I'm eating chips. I find some cheese, like, so they're, they're like, salsarito chips, so I find some cheese, like, old school, and make the, yep. the nachos. Melt it on there. Oh, yeah. Melt it on there, so you know, good. it's like... If you cook it too long, your cheese is oh, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to watch it every minute, you know, just enough to turn the microwave off. I make nacho chips, um, you know, and I was just, I was smashing anything that I could um, just the other day uh, because it was like, I don't know, my, it's like it changed my routine up. So yeah. um, my routine is so set that I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm good. But now that we have to do this for seven days or six days or so, it just messed me up, and my mindset wasn't ready for it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting around the house, and I'm just like, I'm trying to eat anything. Just shoveling. Yeah, I can, yeah. I, I if I if I could have went and and bought some cookies or something like that, and just smashed those, I would have. But yeah. I tried to just stay within the walls of my house <laughs> and make whatever I could. So that was my my fat kid moment. Was that I? Uh, you need better snacks. I, I can't. That's what I, I don't. I don't put them in the house. <laughs> yeah, I don't. We, we don't. I don't put them in the house. I get mad if anyone buys them, brings them over. I'll throw stuff away. Like it's really a. Um, you know, that's part of my whole that whole thing. When I say yeah, that mindset yeah, to success, yeah. that is part of it. Like I'm like, don't I yourself. want to be able to control that enough. Now, granted, don't get it twisted. I will smash a burger <laughs> and cookies and stuff if if they're around. And if I come to your house, I will eat your stuff. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Deal. Well, you live down the street, so. <laughs> right, exactly. So I know where Bring your snack game. And yeah. Let's you know yeah, baby. Hey, hon. Um, <laughs> Justin ravishing through <laughs> your trash. He threw some cookies right. today. I saw that. <laughs> You're going to see me over by your house knocking on the door. Hey, oh, um, man. So what are you hey, doing? Yeah, you right. came to hang out with me? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cabinets. Kitchen, yeah, where's I the kitchen? It. This is a nice house. <laughs> yeah. Is this the kitchen? That's what that's gonna oh, look like. I love it. When we go back home, my wife's gonna be like, "You've been eating so good." I know, I know, I know, I baby. Know, I look baby. good. Right? <laughs> You're like, yeah. I love it. Well, man, thank you for coming out. I know you got to roll. We got to roll. I know everybody else is plugged in. You guys, thank you so much. Absolute great day. Uh, we learned a lot. Hope you guys can go implement some of these things in your life and. Uh, you know, just have a great week until we see you next week. Here we go. Thanks for repping A Town, baby. Here we there go. All, All right, y'all. See you, you next week.